What's up, everybody? You know what time it is. And today we're talking the Cecil Hotel. Let's get into this. All right. What is up, everybody? What out up, there? what up, what up? I'm your host, Ryan. And with me, as always, JT's in the hair. What's up, everybody? And our mistress of the macabre, Breezy. Hey, guys. And we are the Horror Chronicles Podcast, guys. We have been super busy today. We uh, cut a promo and stuff. It's been awesome, actually. I loved it. Yeah, I think it turned out pretty cool. I think it was cool that we did it all together. And, you know, that we, like, you know, it was just an awesome time. We all recorded, of, edited, clipped. Everything together. It's we did amazing. It all. We all it's put amazing. our input in. It's all. It's, it's we just, scooped our nuts. If, <laughs> if you have a podcast, you're going to understand yeah. what we're talking about. It, it, to me, it's just awesome that we all three got together and did this. And put our two cents in. Everybody yeah. pitched in and did their yeah. thing. And I think it turned out great. And hopefully you guys will hear it out there on some other podcast. We're, we're yeah. putting it out there. We'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, guys, like we said, we're talking about the Cecil Hotel today. Um, I'm a dummy and didn't do too much on it. And But luckily for me, I got two badass people. I got two badass co-hosts here that are going to help me and uh, inform me and educate me. On we're going to try. Enlighten. Yeah. They're going to learn me something. So, um, I'll let you guys, uh, however you want to do this, it's up to you guys. You care if I start this off? Go ahead. All right. So, we're talking about the uh, the Cecil Hotel or the Cecil, Cecil, Cecil. Cecil Hotel. Yep. I Cecil say Cecil. Um, it depends on who you talk to. Yeah. Uh, the, the Cecil Hotel is in downtown Los Angeles. Um, this place was built back in 1924 by William Banks Hanner. Um, this guy was a millionaire, I guess, land developer or whatever. He uh, basically built this hotel for a million dollars. And when he originally built the hotel, it consisted of 600 rooms. Um, if you guys don't know a whole lot about the Cecil Hotel, uh, <laughs> there is a really creepy story uh, about... Uh, about a woman that just came out in 2013 that, interestingly enough, I had no idea that that was the Cecil Hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew about that story, but uh, didn't I didn't hotel, realize yeah. that it was at the hotel we're talking about that's today. Crazy. That's got to yeah. be a, sorry to interrupt you. That's gotta, yeah, no, no. That's got to be a, a T-shirt for you. Interestingly enough. I had no idea. <laughs> that's gotta be a t- you gotta make a t-shirt yeah 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 I really enough. do <laughs> interestingly enough That'd keep it creepy oh, yeah. but, sorry uh, didn't mean to interrupt you <laughs> no 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 this guy he built this hotel uh, it had a uh, very uh, they say opulent uh, lobby uh, it was a lot of white marble and all kinds of very ornate fixtures uh, very fancy he built this place really for travelers to have like a i don't want to say a budget hotel but kind of, he kind of built it to where they could stay there for you know a lower price yeah. but still have a very nice place to stay yeah feel good um feel it good had you know like these these uh white statues all over the inside of it and stained glass windows and stuff very very neat looking place well <clears throat> unfortunately the guy built this hotel five years before the Great Depression hit. Yep. Uh, once the Great Depression hit, um, 
I don't want to say it put this place out of business, but it changed. But it put it out of business. <laughs> well, no, it really didn't. It changed the whole dynamic of the area around the hotel. Um, the area around the hotel um, basically fell into poverty. Yeah. Um, so this hotel was was very uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, they they made a lot of money. They had a lot of people staying there all throughout the 40s. Well, <clears throat> during the 50s was when the city around it really went downhill uh-huh. into what they dubbed Skid Row. Yep. Yep. And we're talk we're not talking 18 in life. 18 in life. Oh, sorry. oh I was going to play that song, but you <laughs> go ahead and sing it. Um, anyway, it, 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 the area around it is what's known as Skid Row. Yeah. And during the 1950s, what... there were up to 10,000 homeless people living within a four mile radius of this hotel. Oh shit! That ain't nothing. Ask California. Well. <laughs> <laughs> this hotel slowly went downhill and went downhill until it became a home for for transients, really. Well, um, it's because it was the last last stop of the train. Right. So right. all the leftovers, you know, the people wanting to change their life and hobos and, you know, it was filled with druggies and it was just a run down. Bunch of dopers. Yeah. Bunch of dopers. It was pretty much a 54 block radius of trash. Yeah, I mean, wasn't it what? We're not talking bad about your city, LA, but sounds like a party. You know where you're at. I mean, there was what three three hotels that actually survived that era. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Ryan, what do you got for us? Well, I got this one, (laughs) and I got this one, and they're empty. (laughs) And I got this, and it's empty. (laughs) No, yeah, I mean, you know that's. It's weird that, you know, how everything, it goes to show you how everything affects everything, everything else. else. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You From the smallest thing, what's that called? Like the butterfly effect. Yeah. You know, how the sm- something over here you think isn't going to affect you and then boom, it, it hits right. you. You know what right. I mean? And it, you invest, invest all this money into a hotel and you do good for a little bit and then it just goes downhill you know i mean that's kind of life though you know it's the life lessons you learn you know mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> that's the way i look at it so um you know this place went through a lot of turmoil um and i know we haven't even touched on the violence and the suicides that happened in this place but we're we're going there um just trying to get you people to understand that they had built this place to, you know, as a place for these business people to get away. And because of the depression, it completely changed its scope of things. Um, there were so many people in and out of this place. Um, you know, there's crazy things that happen in all hotels. But this <laughs> one, this one yeah. especially has a really dark past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's two quotes, and I'm going to read this by, by Burdum. Um, uh, it was home to murderers, maniacs, and ghosts. And some say the Cecil is anything but your average hotel. They say it's cursed. And then the other one was it was pretty much a serial killer central. Mm. Yeah. 
<sighs> That's a great place to spend the weekend with your kids. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of kind of a cool fact. Uh, the uh, the season hotel of American Horror Story was based off the Cecil Hotel. Yep. Mm. Yes, I never it is. get into those. Big time. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. That and I really like that yeah. season, too. Yeah, I think they did really good. But I tried to watch the last <laughs> season. Crystal gem encrusted dildo. That uh-huh. <laughs> Just ramming. Well, Just it, ramming ain't, people. It, ain't, it ain't no alien one, yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, they were probing. Oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> it's probing. Pretty gruesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Pretty I mean, graphic. Yeah. But it, like you said, it's in line. It's kind of like in line, folks. If you're still on this damn train, yeah. this is where you're at. Yeah. And good luck so, and Godspeed. So this hotel, it, it went through several different owners uh, throughout its history. Um, you know, in 2011, it was rebranded as the Stay on Main Hotel. Yep. Um, and then in 2014, the hotel was sold again to. Uh, a guy, his name was Richard Bourne, and he was a New York uh, land developer, mm-hmm. a state yeah. guy or whatever. Um, he bought this hotel for $30 million mm-hmm. in 2014. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of money, yeah. but not for a hotel of this size. I was going to say, yeah. Because yeah, by this point, it was a 700-room hotel. Damn. I yeah. mean, it's got to be. And, and, and yeah. in L.A.? Yeah. That's got to um, be at that time, yeah. His goal yeah. was to have renovations completed on this by 2019. I honestly, I don't know if they got it done or not. Because, you know, it's 2019 now. But uh, one cool thing is, is in 2017, the city of Los Angeles designated this place a historical cultural monument. That's cool. Um, so now it can never be tore down. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Which means we can investigate it. We could. We could. And Cali. We had to step over the vagrants and the homeless people. Hey, 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 now. Let's not go there. It's true, though. I know I went there It earlier, is true, man. I try to stay away from that guy. Sorry. No talk. You did go there. I did. Let's not go there anymore. <laughs> I'm put my whiskey out of the way here. You leave your whiskey but, uh, where it is. You're okay. But, yeah. Um, so, Bree, you want to get into some of these... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. Suicidal uh, things that happen. These peoples. Yeah, pretty much. I came across the timeline of suicides and other deaths in the hotel. This dates back all the way. um, The first case was on November uh, 19th, 1931, which was a Manhattan Beach resident, uh, W.K. Norton. He was 46 years old. And he was found dead in his room after ingesting a poison capsule. The old uh, poison capsule, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Overdose on some poison. Uh, yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. And then in September 1932, apparently a maid ended up finding the body of Benjamin uh, Dotich. Dotich. Mm-hmm. 25 um apparently he ended up making a self-inflicted wound uh but with gunshot yeah, yeah. he shot himself yeah. in the head he done went pew pew yeah. to his brains yep but the thing is with that one is he didn't leave a suicide note so you honestly so I you really don't know it's an unsolved yeah. case yeah. with that one. yeah and what year was that 30 yeah. yeah i mean in 1932, yeah, 1932 i mean you're looking i mean there's no telling what the hell happened mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'm sure he probably got robbed. Hell. Oh, I'm sure. You know, back then, I'm sh- of course. Uh, in late July 1934, um, former Armor Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden, uh, age 53, was found dead in his room. Um, he apparently ended up slashing his throat open. Uh, he actually ended up leaving several suicide notes. And Even after he died? Yeah. He wrote a couple. And a, yeah. And apparently yeah. the reason why he committed suicide is because he was having really bad health problems. Yeah, I mean, that's yes, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. You know, you know, let's just throw this out there now. Suicide is a horrible thing. If If you are having thoughts of suicide or any anything any inkling of anything to to harm yourself pick up a phone and call somebody there are so many people out there that are willing to help i mean call us if you want i mean absolutely suicide is is a horrible (laughs) thing i mean yeah i I understand that life gets to you but man uh, there's always somebody out there to talk to. There's always a better way. Yeah, you can get out of it. You, you just gotta, you just gotta be reach strong. Out. Yeah. Reach out to someone. Talk to somebody. Anybody. Choose you know? life. You're not mm-hmm. alone. We have an email. There's, you know, uh, there's a lot of a lot of podcasts that talk about it. Yeah. Just send us an email if you want to talk, or get a hold of Facebook. Send us a Facebook message. And hey, man, I gotta talk. We'll talk to you. Do something for sure. Something. Always talk to somebody. Don't ever be afraid not to talk to somebody. Okay. So suicide is not the answer for sure. No, it's not. You're worth something. No matter what you're going through. So anyway. Anyway. I just needed to throw that out there. Absolutely. So now back to the more suicide. So, so, well, I mean, this is a very depressing story. It really is. I mean, there's so many, so many deaths and so many suicides going on here that it's hard to, to, to get through something yeah. like that. Well, this. for me, I, mean, I, look really at, I look at it kind of like this. I am the first person to jump and say, yep, paranormal, for sure. That's me, 100%. Yeah. You know. But then as I've been doing this podcast and as I've been trying to uh, kind of get myself into thinking on all sides of the fence, you know, open-mindedly, mm-hmm. you know, you got to think about it too. You got a lot of, like you talked about at the beginning of the podcast, you got a lot of these people who are on drugs, uh, depressed anyway. Uh, this is the end of line for them. They're coming right. here to try to do better, but who knows what really happens, you know? Back then it was pretty much the slums. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, so you're, really you're was. dealing with people who already have that, you know, mindset. mindset. Well, yeah. and we're coming right out of the depression here, exactly. you know, I mean, exactly. we're talking early thirties here, you know, we're to 1934, 37, mm-hmm. and we've already heard four or five people yeah. committing suicide in one hotel. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, yeah. It happened a lot back then. It did. Well, and that's kind of like you say, they say too, you know, um, that's why like if there's a bridge jumper, someone jumps off a bridge, they got security on that bridge for at least a month or so, or so after afterwards. that because there's always right. copycats, people who mm-hmm. try to do it afterwards. So mm-hmm. that's that can be into it, but if it's me, it's paranormal. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. It's, it's like an energy. Oh, yeah. There's something there. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I, something there. For sure. Yep. All right, back to the timeline. Um, apparently, in March 1937, Grace uh, Magro, uh, she either fell or jumped uh, out of the ninth story window. She ended up getting wrapped up in the telephone wires, and 
they apparently ended up rushing her to the hospital. Hospital. She died at the hospital, and it was never discovered as yeah. an accidental or right. You know, now that's a really suicide. yeah. That's a really strange one too because this woman tried to commit suicide, jumped out the window, and never made it to the ground. Yeah, she got tangled up in electrical power lines. Yeah. Woo! Yep. Spicy hot. Think about Deadpool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Poor Brad Pitt. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> funny, um, funny times. In January 1938, um, a Marine fireman, Roy Thompson, 35, apparently he ended up jumping from the top floor of the building. Uh, he was actually found um, on a neighboring building. His was also either accidental or suicidal. There's another right, one. right. Um, but he, his body wasn't found until like several weeks. So he was up there for a minute. Yeah. Um, Roasty toasty. Yeah. Out in California, man. The heat. You got to imagine. Ugh. Yes. Bad deal. Uh, in May, 1939, uh, Navy officer Irwin C. Niblet, 39. He was found dead in his room as well. Uh, ingesting poison again. So there was another incident with ingesting poison. Right. So look at look at what's been going on here. We've it's had a pattern. marine, a guy from the army, yep, and a naval officer all commit suicide in this hotel. Yeah, that's scary. I mean, it's pattern. Some guys have a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, but imagine back then. Yeah, you know. uh, well, we come back, even if they were in war, come back from the war, right. and you got all this depression going mm-hmm. on. The, yeah. yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see why these people would do it without it right. being something paranormal. But yeah. is it is it goes back to saying that it is something paranormal because it's not normal for anyone to do that. But it also is showing a mindset, that a hive mindset almost, like you said. Right, you right. Know? And what is that hive mindset? We don't know. Is it a hive mindset or is it like a, a energy? Yeah. You know, that's going around there. Because there is that pattern. I mean, even whenever, like, looking at this timeline, you see, you know, patterns of the deaths and patterns between the years between the dates that it happens. It's yeah. kind of interesting yeah. to look at it on that aspect in a paranormal look. I mean. It's definitely, the way I look at it is, like I said, I'm looking at both sides, so I give both sides of it. Yeah. But me personally, it's 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 an energy that's there. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. For sure. Because mm-hmm. guess what? It, it, there's no depression now, and I'm sure that, you know, Eventually, well, there's a lot of depression now. Well, I'm talking about a great depression. The economy. You're not yeah, standing right. in. You're not standing in lines, fucking hoping you get a bread piece of hoping bread. Hoping you get some yeah, government no. cheese. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's still happening. It can still happen. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. people report that stuff all the time. You stay in a room somewhere, you can feel the energy, and I felt it myself walking in the rooms. You know, you can feel yeah. what's going on. You yeah. felt the energy walking in the studio tonight. <laughs> did, yeah. Did you did. see? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> did you see that that meme I put up? On our page with Zach Baggins. Yes. <laughs> that was great. That was great. I don't know if I remember that. I remember a Zach Baggins meme. Oh, dude. What I try to block uh, out Zach Baggins. Oh, he's, um, he said that uh, he's been possessed so many times. He's now nine-tenths of the law. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I do remember that. Yeah, oh, that's, fun. that's good. That's good. Uh, sorry, guys. I didn't mean to distract so, you from the story. Oh, yeah. That's no, so, great. We're just going through a list of yeah, deaths here. Yeah. We're just like, talking about dead people. So. Yeah. It's what we do here at the Chronicles. So. 
All right, so I'll run through a few of these here. Yeah, run um, through it. I know he's itching to talk. In, uh, in January of 1940, there was a teacher, Dorothy Skyger. She was 45. She ingested poison while staying at the Cecil and was uh, reported by the Los Angeles Times to be near death. No further reports were published about Steiger's, uh, or Skeegers, or Seegers, whatever, condition. Um, a lot of poisoning going on yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of poison. This, ne- uh, this next one. This next crazy. one is really good. Yeah. You want to you no, tell them? No, you go ahead. Okay. You go ahead. So, really good. in September of 1944, crazy. there was this woman. Her name was Dorothy Jean Purcell. She was 19, and she was sharing a room at the Cecil with... Uh, we assume her boyfriend, he was a shoe salesman named yep. Ben Levine. Yeah. Um, he was 38. So yeah. she was 19, he was 38. Got him a little so daddy huh? likes him young. Um, so Purcell, who had apparently been unaware that she was pregnant. Yep. I don't know how you wouldn't know that, but hey. Hey, there's a whole fucking TV show about I didn't know some I was pregnant. Don't. You know, so <laughs> she though. apparently woke up in the middle of the night and her stomach was hurting really bad Mm -hmm. and she decided that she was going to get out of bed because she didn't want to disturb him because he was sleeping yeah so she went to the bathroom and while she was in the bathroom she ended up giving birth to a child yep by taking a baby boy Um, she testified that she did not want to disrupt a sleeping levine so she went to the bathroom where she gave birth to a baby boy. Mm-hmm. Thinking the baby was dead, Purcell threw him out the window where he landed on the roof of an abandoned building, or, I'm sorry, an adjacent, adjacent. building. Yep. We don't know if it was abandoned yeah. or not. It probably was because it was back then. Yeah, a sketchy was, area. Yeah. Uh, but he landed on an adjacent building. So think about this. You give birth to a... Uh, well... You give <laughs> you Bree. I give birth to a baby. You give birth to a baby. Hello, a baby. Oh my baby, baby. Uh, baby Let me just throw it out baby. the fucking window. Oh, <laughs> um, and then you just throw oh. it out the window. Yeah. Oh, um, so sweet. Bye-bye. So Purcell ended up being charged with murder. Yep. But she went through a psychiatric review. Three of them. Uh, and these yeah. psychiatrists deemed her. Mentally confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at the time of the incident, they claimed that she was not in her right mind. And she ended up uh, being not guilty in a court of law. And was she was she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Fucking bullshit. What? I mean, I'm sorry, bullshit. What? I'm sorry. A bitch threw a baby out the window. Yeah, I mean it was just it's completely yeah. just boils my yeah. blood. But like, do you we do they? I wonder if they knew that if the baby was alive or dead, if it was stillborn still or not. Oh matter. no, it Forget was still. That. It was yeah, yeah, it was dead. It was dead. Well, I mean, as far so as so now we've got a baby that's died in this place. Well, yeah. actually, well, the baby. Well, died. We don't we don't know if the baby was dead when she gave birth to that's it. That's what I'm we saying. We really don't know. That's yeah. what I was saying. We don't know. I mean, uh, that I, I kind of went back and tried to dig into that, and I couldn't find anything that that said whether the baby was alive whether or Whether they knew or not. Yeah. At the, yeah. You know, at the time. Um, but, yeah. That's a no. crazy one, though. Yeah. yeah. I was reading that, and I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, yeah. You want to hit a couple more of these? Yeah. Um, then it went from 1944 all the way to 1947. In November, uh, there was a guy of the name Robert Smith. He was of the age of 35. And he ended up jumping out of the 17th story window. Was it 7th or 17th? 17th. Kabooey. That's another one. Didn't know if he committed yeah. suicide or got pushed out. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy, dude, because, like, I stayed, when we went to, on our vacation, we stayed on the 14th floor. Yeah. And, like. You're high up. Dude. You're high up. You're high as fuck. High yeah. as fuck yeah. right now. Let's get some fucking French toast. <laughs> and some bananas. <laughs> Oh, shit, that sounds so good, actually. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, man. I, it's weird. Because really, I mean, a lot of people are jumping at it, and you would think that... They would put bars up on the windows? Yeah, and yeah. not only that, but it's like... Um, Seal the That's kind of what you would do, and in, in if you're going to commit suicide in a place like that, if you don't have a gun... You're going to jump. You're going to jump. Yeah. yeah. Or you're going to... What, what gets me is these people killing themselves by ingesting poison. You yeah. know, that's weird to me. That's yeah. a horrible way to go. Fuck yeah. yeah, dude. Horrible way to go. Anyway, go so, ahead. I didn't mean to interfere. Yeah. On October 22nd, 1954, um, an employee, Helen Gurney, 55, she's Gurney. another one that ended up jumping out of the 17th, 17th window floor. Same floor. Maybe a different window, but that's another jumper. She laid on top of the marquee. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yeah, she didn't make it to the ground either. No. She landed on the marquee of the building. And she actually, so, and she went into the hotel under a false name. Wow. Margaret Brown. Yeah. A week earlier. Wow. So, something was weird going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that goes to think, well... She she, so th that's not the weird stuff. We're going to get into some weird well, stuff coming saying, up What here. I'm saying is, is like, if she... <laughs> Was you think she, that's weird? Wait till you hear some of those. What was she hiding from? Was she yeah. sleeping with somebody and they got mad because something happened? Maybe she was leaving, so they tossed her out the window. Oh, maybe it was a no-tell hey. motel. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, maybe you see what I'm saying? Maybe something happened. You see, <laughs> see what, what that happened saying. was. But yeah. yeah. You looking at me? Oh, sorry. Are you looking at me? Oh, here's one from St. Louis, huh? Let's check this one out. Do it. You want me to go? Yeah. Go. All right. Do it. On February 11th, 1962... Julia Gulia, I know. <laughs> Julia Gulia. <laughs> Julia Francis Moore, 50, had jumped from the window of her 8th or 18th? 18th. 18th floor room and landed in a second story interior light well. Wow. Moore did not leave a suicide note. Among her possessions were a bus ticket from St. Louis, which is right up the road. Look at look at the price on 59 that. Cents. 59 cents. 59 cents. And an Illinois bank book showing she had a balance of, damn. Isn't that a rapper? 1,800 bucks. For 59 cents. Yeah, 59 cents, man. Uh, but $1,800 in her account, that's pretty damn good money back in the day. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, dude, she jumped out. She didn't make it to the ground either. She got caught up in a damn... Uh, interior light well. Yeah. Ugh. This next one is one of the creepiest ones. Oh, yeah. You want to do no, this? No, you do it. Okay. So this is one of the strangest, strangest story, suicide stories from this place. There was a woman. Uh, her name was Pauline Otten. 
Uh, she was 27 years old, and on October 12th of 1962, she jumped from her ninth floor room after an argument with her estranged husband, Dewey. Dewey! <laughs> Dewey! Dewey had left the room prior to Otten's suicide, and they figured out that he had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. The strange thing about this story is there was a man, his name was George Giannini, he was 65 years old. He was walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is crazy. Past the hotel <laughs> when she jumped out the window. This woman, Pauline Otten, ended up landing on George Giannini, Cold. killing them both Cold. instantly. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some fucked up shit there. <laughs> this place Sorry. is so cursed Sorry. that it's killing people on the sidewalk yeah. too. Just Sorry. think, this guy was probably just, just strolling, strolling along on the sidewalk, and all of a sudden, pow! What's, dead, what, if you know, and and that's that is a really screwed up situation there, yeah. especially when the police got there. Because when the police got there, they initially thought that it was a double suicide yeah. that they had both jumped out the window yeah but as they investigated this thing they realized that this george giannini guy he still had his hands in his pockets mm -hmm. and he still had his shoes on yep and they determined that if he would have jumped out the window with her yep. one he wouldn't have had his hands in his pockets no and two when he hit the ground he probably would have lost his shoes on the way down or at least when he hit the sidewalk yeah my question so is... So they figured out that this woman landed on top of this guy and killed them both. Yeah. My question is, how big girl are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my horse. Must not have been too bad. She could jump out a window. Save my horse. But... <laughs> I mean, she fit out the window. Sorry, guys, I really so, don't mean to make fun of you. Yeah. Sometimes, that yeah. is one of the crazier stories yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine that, man? This freaking... He just, was, uh, you know, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. I mean, it's perfect timing. I mean, Talk about some that. shit luck. Ugh. Well, at least he was 65. He should have <laughs> taken the way down, his time, be like, time Excuse me, sir, I'm going to land there. No way! I'm, a dick. I'm sorry. It's crazy though, because if like he would have taken you know a little bit more time on something that he did earlier, you or know, if he would have walked, if we would have walked a little faster, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he would just had his hands out of his pocket, he wouldn't have stopped to smell the smell. <laughs> yeah, maybe he could have caught her. Yeah, yeah. And then again, Good job. Uh, you're welcome. Big, how big you're a boy welcome. are you? Yeah. Sorry. So I don't mean to make light of the situation. Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy though. The, the, there, there are so many things, you know. Yeah, I just don't even know what to say about this. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, so many curse. It's, it's curse. Yeah. I'm telling you, I I'm a believer in that. It was planned. Something happened. Like something is in that building making you feel a certain way. You, you know, know, I have read a lot about the suicides at Lent Mansion. Yeah, and this story really screwed me up as I was reading through it. Yeah, I, I yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea what the hell you two were getting me into. <laughs> it's called a, it's called oh, a, I did. it's called a gimp suit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you gimp spandex. Love mm. it. Mm. <laughs> mm. So, Ooh, see, that's just what I was telling you. Man. So now we got Pigeon Goldie. Yep. So on June fourth, nineteen sixty four, a hotel worker discovered Pigeon Goldie Osgood. Uh, a retired telephone operator dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten in her room 
and her room was also ransacked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it had to have been like, you know, robbery gone wrong or stalker. She pissed off the wrong guy, yep. you know, stalker, could yeah. have been anything. I mean, now this is in 1964. This is before we get to the big one mm-hmm. in the 80s, but mm-hmm. um so <laughs> so this woman uh Osgood, she was a, a well-known around the area and had earned earned her nickname because yeah. she fed birds in nearby Pershing. Yeah, everybody uh, in that square. community knew her. Yeah, a lot of people knew this lady. She was, you know, pretty well liked yeah. in the, you know, community or whatever in Skid Row. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, near her body was a Los Angeles Dodgers cap she always wore and a paper sack full of bird seed. And hours after her murder, Jacquez B. Eilinger, 29, was seen walking through Pershing Square the area in which Osgood fed birds in blood-stained clothing. He was arrested and charged with Osgood's murder, but was later cleared of the crime. Osgood's murder remains unsolved. What kind of money did he have? Mm. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. that's the thing. And that, and that other bitch had $1,800. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it goes, this is what I was talking about. Now that you see people... Who knows if those bodies, because you got to look at it like this. If the hotel was having people being murdered and thrown out of the building, they would be like, people would not want to stay there because people are getting murdered there. So who knows if they covered up people actually having wounds, stab yeah. wounds, and, you know, blood or gunshot wounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah. it's. Uh, this next one was December 20th, 1975. And then I'm going to let Bree tell the story about Elisa Lamb. Oh, uh, On December 20th of 1975, a a still unidentified woman jumped from her 12th floor window onto the Cecil's second floor roof. (laughs) She had registered at the hotel on December 16th. Mm -hmm. They really don't know anything about this woman. Nope. But my my question here is is how can this woman be unidentified if she registered, if she registered at yeah. the hotel yeah. they at least have some I, kind it of name. didn't make a lot of sense to me but i thought it was interesting enough to put in there oh yeah usually you sign a guest book yeah even if you put joe blow on there or blow joe hugh, or, or blow whatever john. hugh organ um john <laughs> smith john smith hugh jorgen peter throbbins people cracking Dick Girth. <laughs> Richard Cranium. <laughs> Love it. Mike Honcho. <laughs> whoa. Whoa. Okay. What's, Michael Hunt. What's, <laughs> Mac a cockaroo. <laughs> <laughs> penis penisern. I don't know where that came from. Penis penison. <laughs> penis. Vagina. Ah, yes. Okay, now we've got it all out of our system. We're good. <laughs> that was rough. All right, let's, let's talk about Elisa Lamb. <laughs> okay, this is like one one of the popular, you know, things that happened at the Cecil Hotel. Um, this is the story that I did not know had occurred here. It, A lot yeah. of people will know about this story, but they won't know that yeah, it happened Yeah. Um, on February 19th, 2013... Uh, the naked body of Elisa Lamb, a 21-year-old Canadian student 
who was found inside one of the water supply tanks Ugh. on the hotel roof. Ugh. Lamb had gone missing almost three weeks earlier um, by a maintenance worker after guests had complained about low water pressure and the water tasting funny. So you know, with her body being in the tank, she had... It probably tasted like soy sauce or something. Uh, her body had blown up. Ugh, and I bet puke. you her body was getting sucked through the pipes that was well, connecting the all the water lines to everybody's room. Well, <laughs> it was probably the fluids that were coming out of her yes. body as she was decomposing. Oh, God, <laughs> God. I'm a puke. Um, authorities later ruled Lamb's death as an accidental drowning. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Now, I'm telling you guys, there is video footage of um elisa lamb in the elevator that video is really it's creepy crazy yeah really it's creepy. crazy because you really don't know what was up with this woman yeah. was somebody truly stalking her was she in fear for her life mm -hmm. or was this bitch just bipolar well it and says yeah out? it says the I video mean, footage was taken from inside the elevator shortly before her disappearance and it showed her acting very strangely Pressing all kinds of buttons on the thing, hiding in the corner of the elevator, and then waving her arms wildly. It was weird the way she yeah, was moving was, her arms because it was like flimsy. It was just like Have you not seen this natural. Video? I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen I'm it. Not it, natural, it was big like news of, I'm gonna, a couple years ago. I'm going to look this up here, here in a minute. But it, it was crazy. It causing was big news a couple years ago. speculation about the cause of her death. So... After the the elevator video was made public, many theories arose about Lamb's death. Lamb was reported to have had bipolar disorder for which she was prescribed various medications which could have contributed to her death as well as her strange behavior in the elevator. Yeah, it's crazy. I one don't of, think One of the so. things that I thought was strange about this was, okay, so well, there's a lot of things strange about it, but... Okay, so think about her body being inside this water tank. Yeah. One, how did it get in there? Did she put herself in there? And if she did, how the hell did she close the lid and lock it? Exactly. That's the thing. Whenever they found her, they had, it, what is it? Like a, how, how heavy is that? Was it I, like, I don't know. It, it, we're, it's what really we're heavy. talking about, folks, is a big water, a metal water tank. You know, something that holds like hundreds, maybe thousands of gallons of water. For 600 um, rooms, yeah. You know, it, a water tank for a hotel, a 700-room yeah. yeah. hotel. I mean, it, it's a pretty big water tank. But somehow she got in this water tank, which I don't even know how she would have got to the top of it. Yes, because Much less to get in it. Yeah. And shut the lid behind her after mm -hmm. she got in there. Yeah. Now, is it possible that a maintenance worker could have come up there at some point in the... Because it was, what, two or three weeks? I don't think so. Because apparently they had alarms on all the doors. And apparently they ended up looking back to see if the alarms ended up getting set off. And they said no. Really? Yeah. So even if a maintenance guy would have ended up doing it, they would have at least seen the alarms getting set up and then reset and everything. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was what I was talking up. about is did a maintenance guy get up there and note, what the hell is that lid doing open? Shut the lid and lock it. I don't know. Yeah. But I see your point, though, yeah. with the with the alarms on the doors, because you're talking about roof access, and all hotels have an alarm on roof access. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, but I'm watching this video right now, guys, and it looks like she's looking like something was after her. Well, mm -hmm. it, it does. Because she steps in it and does. out, and she's looking around like something was after mm -hmm. her, and she doesn't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's very creepy. 
I mean, it's like she's hiding from something. You need to watch the whole thing because whenever she's right here, all of a sudden you're going to see the movement of her arms, and they're like, and it's flimsy. like she's, it's really weird. It doesn't look natural. Yeah, well, and it's like she's yelling at some, yeah, something or something. Keep it away from her. Like, I can yeah. see it right now. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's really bizarre. And like she goes in there and she she Start. pushes a bunch of different mm-hmm. buttons, and then she hides in the corner of the mm-hmm. elevator. And then ends up poking out. Like, What's well, yeah. I saying? It looks it's, like it's really bizarre. It looks mm-hmm. like she was something was after her or something because she's literally looking out and stepping out, looking, seeing if she looks real quick too. She looked out and was like, "Yeah." Another thing, when they ended up bi- finding her body in the tank, apparently she had no clothes on, but her clothes were inside. So if she were to get into a tank, why is she in the water tank? Close the lid and take her clothes off. Just where were make, her like, clothes? In they, the tank. Oh, they were in the tank. Yeah. They were floating right next to her. Hmm. It literally looks like she has some something's like following her. Fall, it looks like she's yeah. something's taking over her for real. Okay, now have you? Seen I just her? seen it. Yeah, she was going. Yeah, it was it's, weird. Yeah, but it looks like a possession. Like that's what I'm saying. It looks like something has got a hold of her. And she, yeah, it's yeah. it's really bizarre. It's almost video. like she was trying to fight whatever she was trying to fight going upstairs in the elevator. Her body was, and then, but whatever was taken over her was like, nope, we're going. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. she was fighting. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. It's a very bizarre story. Yeah. Very bizarre. Sure. That is crazy. Yeah. And that was 2013. Yeah. Wow. That was crazy. Yeah. That was just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here looks like one's a little sooner. That's why we need to go yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to drink the water. <laughs> no, not me. Too. I'm buying bottled water. Hey, it's not in Mexico, so I'll drink yeah. the water. Black. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So what's this one, 2015? Yep. Well, in 2015, a body of a 28-year-old male was found outside the hotel. Some conjectured he may have committed suicide by jumping from the hotel, though a spokesperson for the county coroner informed the Los Angeles Times that the cause of death had not been determined. Mm-hmm. Now, this was in 2015. Have they figured it out since then? Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's it's uh, very strange. Yeah, probably like I said, trying to man, keep it on the hush hush because of exactly. all the things that's happening yeah. there. Exactly, and um, the way it looks like, especially with that video I just watched of her, yeah. dude, that looked yeah. like she was having a battle with something. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So, yeah. and like we said, you guys, if you haven't seen that that video, you guys totally need to look yeah, it up. Let just, us know what you guys think. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's a crazy video. Just look it up on YouTube. It's uh, it's E L I S A Lamb L A M. Yep. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, and like Bree said, very strange video. Leave us very a comment strange. and let yeah. us know what you think about it. Yeah. Give us your take on it. Um, Ryan just watched it. I've watched that video several times. Oh yeah. Because I just couldn't figure it out the first yeah. few times I watched it. Was it was crazy. Just, That's exactly what I got out of it. It you know, looked like she was it, hiding it's, from it's something. It's really weird. And it looked like when she went out into the hallway because she, she first time she, first two times she went out she did it real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She looked real fast She's and like, got back right, in there because right. she was hiding. Mm-hmm. And then that one time she went out I was like bam. Something got her. Got a linked. Like, sh- that's what it looked like to me. Mm-hmm. So you guys check it so, out. Let us know what yeah. you think. Please leave yeah. us in comments. We want to know what you guys think right. is going on with that. So if if we go back and we count this, okay, so we're talking about at least sixteen deaths at the Cecil, uh, resulting from non natural causes. Yeah. I mean, either the result of suicide, accident, murder. Spirit possession, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know? I that mean, right there uh, there's just, there's been a lot of death in this place. So now that we've made it through the suicides, 
I've got a couple stories that Bree and I are going to talk about, about a couple of very famous people that have stayed there. Um, and, and if Bree doesn't mind, I'm going to start out with this. Do it. Oh, she you does. okay with she, it? No, she minds. No, All right. Do it. So <laughs> the, the person that I wanted to choose was, was somebody I have been fascinated by serial killers my whole life. Um, I am not a serial killer. Uh, but you know, if I was, I'd kill these two first. Um, but, uh, anyway, so throughout the 1980s, the famous serial killer, Richard Ramirez, known as the Night Stalker, stayed at the Cecil Hotel. Um, now, if you guys don't know the story about Ramirez, I'm going to give you a little backstory on him. I'm not going to go too far into it because I talked to these two earlier about we need to do an entire episode on this guy because there's way too much information Absolutely. to just put in a little five-minute yeah. segment. But I'm just going to run through a few things about Ramirez um, that you people may may or may not know. So, of course, Richard Ramirez was known as the Night Stalker. Uh, he was born February 29th, 1960, and he died June 7th, 2013, in prison. Uh, he His active years as the Night Stalker was from June of 1984 to August of 1985. Now, did he work with Ryan Reynolds? He may have. He might <laughs> have. Possibility. You guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, Come on. Blade Trinity. Uh-huh. Yeah, or the Night yeah. Stalkers. Uh-huh. The Night Stalker. Come on. Um, so it, it's really weird when you look at Richard Ramirez. He is known as the Night Stalker. And the Night Stalker's reign, like I said, was from June of 84 to August of 85. But Richard Ramirez's first murder was actually April 10th of 1984. Richard Ramirez sexually assaulted, beat and stabbed to death a nine-year-old Mei Lang. I, I, I just don't even know what to say about a piece of shit like this. I do. Um, it's called... You know... Cut! Not in the head, I, in the dick. You know, I never, <laughs> I never want to no joke. make a serial killer famous. No. Richard Ramirez was very famous. Everybody knows who yes. he is. Um, I'm not who he was. Put bullet in his hole. Uh, mm-hmm. Let him bleed out. But to start your killing spree off with a nine-year-old girl yeah. is just absolutely fuck him. Fucking disgusting. That's what yeah. I gotta say. Um, Put a bullet right in. But anyway, legs. we're gonna yeah. move past that because it's it's horrible. Uh, so the Night Stalker crimes occurred from June 28th of 1984 through through his apprehension, which was actually on August 31st of 1985. Now, I know that sounds like a long time and a long killing spree, but it's really not. Uh, His first murder was June 28th of 1984. It was a woman named Jenny Winkow. She was 79, and he stabbed her to death in her sleep. Now, if you don't know Richard Ramirez, that was his modus of... Modus operandi. Modus operandi. Um, he would break into people's houses at night while they were sleeping and murder them in their sleep. They would wake up sometimes while he was in their house, but that was 
that was what he was known for. That's why they called him the Night Stalker. He would stalk these people at night, wait till they went to bed, and then break in their house and murder them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Far enough. So his his first murder, like I said, was June 28th of 84. His next murder was not until March 17th of 1985. Yeah. Uh, And between March 17th of 85 and August 24th of 85, he killed uh, 10 more people. Uh, Richard Ramirez went to prison for killing 11 people. He was convicted of 11 murders, seven... Rapes, yep. uh, four counts of burglary. He was sentenced to, th- I think it was 13 life sentences, or 13 yeah. death sentences. Yeah, it was something like that. Okay. Um, so on August 24th of 1985, he tried to enter a home in Los Angeles. Uh, the... It was a man and his son lived in this house. The son heard something and alerted his dad. So his dad got up. And when his dad got up, that's when Ramirez got scared and ran off. He was driving a stolen vehicle, and the father went outside, and he saw the vehicle. Now, the father didn't know this was Richard Ramirez or the Night Stalker or whatever, but the Night Stalker was a big thing back then. The L.A. police had been searching for this guy for a year, and, you know, they were were already telling people, lock your doors, lock your windows, you know, don't go outside at night, blah, blah, blah. So he saw the car going, driving off away from his home. So he had identified the car, but didn't know it was Ramirez. So... After he left this home, he broke into the home of a man named Bill Carnes. Bill Carnes was 30 years old, and he lived in a house with his fiancée, uh, uh, Inez Erickson. So Richard Ramirez breaks into this guy's house. He ends up killing Carnes. By shooting him three times in the head. Then he tied up and raped Inez several times. Threatened to kill her. And then locked her in a closet. Did some other stuff around the house. And before he left the house, he let her out of the closet. Raped her again. And then told her, tell them the Night Stalker was here. And then he left her alive, which was not his motive. No. I mean, he typically would kill people. Yeah. Now, there were some people that he did. He was suspected of raping 38 women. Oh, yeah. So he was apprehended on August 31st of 1985. Now, this is a very interesting story. He, his face, the, the police had figured out who he was. Yeah. He had left... Los Angeles on August 25th and went to Phoenix, Arizona. He did not know that the police had figured out who he was until he came back. He came back on August 30th. The police that morning had put his face on the paper that had came out the morning of August 30th. So he saw that, and somebody on August 31st, a civilian, a citizen, 
recognized him as he was trying to carjack a woman. Oh, shit. So he ran off, was being chased by this guy. Yeah. And jumping fences and blah, 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 tried to get into two other cars before finally a mob of people caught this guy. That's what's up. Threw him on the ground, beat him half to death Hell with yeah. pipes and sticks and bricks and all kinds of stuff. And they held this guy until the police got there. And the police took him into custody. So Richard Ramirez was convicted of all these crimes, like I just told you, and he never made it out of prison. He ended up dying in prison from... Uh, it was some sort of respiratory ailment or something is what ended yeah. up taking his life. Mm-hmm. But one of the interesting things was, is as he was walking out of the courtroom, somebody was asking him, weren't you ever worried about dying? And he, his response to them was, no way. Death was always on the table. I'll see you in Disneyland. <laughs> and there's your Richard Ramirez story. No need to do a podcast on that. Uh <laughs> No, there's there's way more. I just skimmed the surface oh, on yeah. this guy. Yeah, I was, there's there a lot is of information on him more. for Color sure. Me Dad could, did a podcast on him. Was, uh, there's a lot of. We crap. could probably do a couple shows on this guy. I mean, oh, there's, yeah, a there's a lot. I just skimmed through the the highlights here. I mean, yeah, there's a ton this guy was very evil, yes. Satanist, devout Satanist. Told everybody he was a Satanist. Yeah. Well, it's this, crazy. This if woman he, Inez Carnes, or uh, I'm sorry, her name wasn't Carnes. Her name was Erickson. He forced her to tell him that she loved Satan as he was raping her. Yeah, there's a lot more to he, he just historical. Yeah. Evil guy. For sure. Anyway, Richard Ramirez. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're up to the next serial killer who is well-known with, that had, what, a, a link to the Cecil Hotel. Um, his name was Jack Utenweger. 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 Um, he was born in 1951. He died in 1994. Um, he was an Australian, Austrian serial killer who committed murder in several countries, Germany, Austria, uh, Czechoslovakia, wait, Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Czech Republic. Yes. (laughs) And the United States. U.S. Um, Let's see, other names. He was Jack the Writer, Hufelitrat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something like that. Naspo, and the Vienna Strangler. Um, mm. During his time in L.A., well, no, I'm going to get to that later. Uh, in 1991, six years after uh, Ramirez was caught and sentenced to death, a 41-year-old Austrian journalist checked into the Cecil Hotel. Well, he worked on a story about crime in L.A. uh, for an Austrian magazine. He used his reporting work to secure ride-alongs with the LAPD. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The vice cops and uh, those trips were actually revealed as scouting missions when he was later discovered that he was a serial killer with an obsession uh, for strangling prostitutes. That was his thing. Mm -hmm. Prostitutes. Um, let's see. And what did he strangle him with? Oh, we'll get into that. Wiener schnitzels. We'll get into that. Um, when, uh, let's see. Where did I have that? Because that was the interesting thing. Okay. 
I'll I'll tell I'll talk about the actual um women who actually died in LA by him. Uh during the time he spent in LA, three sex workers, Shannon Exley, uh er- Irene. Irene Rodriguez and Peggy Booth. Uh they were beaten, sexually assaulted with tree branches and strangled with their own bras. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like about two hundred bucks. <laughs> 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 I Wait. choked on a bra one time, but I never got strangled by one. Uh, <laughs> Shut your mouth. I've worn them on my head. Um, Some weird science. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much when the Austrian police connected the deaths of the, the three L.A. sex workers um, that were killed and the six unsolved murders back home, um, which was the reason why he fled home. When Austrian police connected the deaths of the three L.A. workers with a series of six unsolved murders back home, he actually ended up fleeing and was re- arrested in Miami on February of 1992. Apparently, he started abusing prostitutes in his youth at the age of 24. He was convicted of strangling an 18-year-old German woman. And that was his first case. Um and at that time, he was actually sentenced over there. And they gave him a sentence of, of life in prison. And when he was actually behind bars, he ended up coming up with, like, famous poems and writing plays. And he ended up doing a autobiography on himself. And the European arts ended up... Um, community actually ended up seeing that as a good thing and they pretty much got him released from prison overseas yeah yeah, it was weird they saw that 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 was a sign of him being rehabilitated or something like that yeah yeah and then in 1990 um after serving 15 years uh they released him um and then in june 1994 uh the austrian court convicted him of 11 murder counts and sentenced him to life with no chance of parole. Uh, that night, he actually ended up returning to his cell and he ended up actually killing himself by wow. hanging. Yeah. yeah. So it was like a twist. Yeah. He ended up ending his life the same way he ended up ending his victim's lives. Yeah. With a bra. With a bra. With the, with the bra. Dropping yeah. the soap. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. I didn't really want to get into much of him either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know he ended up having a big obsession with uh, Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the whole reason why he was in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. And, uh, and so, then yeah. another little quick tidbit here is we. Uh, I know you guys have heard of the Black Dahlia. Yep. The Black Dahlia actually was was seen in the hotel at the bar at the bar yeah. right before she disappeared yep. and they found her body two weeks later yep Ooh. Interesting. nearly cut in half yeah yeah so the last place she was actually seen was at the cecil yep. hotel yeah in the bar yep awesome stories so very creepy place people it is I, now i want to go there no yeah. it's on my bucket list like i've yeah. always wanted to yeah. go there we're gonna have to go there and yeah. do some live yeah. stuff for sure. See, we keep learning about all these cool places, yeah. and we're eventually going to go there and give you guys some awesome videos, because I can't wait. Because that's what we do. Yes. That's what we do here at the Chronicles, baby. We put out the good stuff. Mm. 
So yeah, guys, that's the uh, Cecil Cecil, however you want to pronounce it, mm-hmm. hotel. Um, awesome stories. I mean, it's yeah. crazy connections to things, and it's just you know one of those places that is going to be forever, like a you know a like a harbinger for that stuff. Yes, you know yeah, for sure. So um, you guys check it out, check up stories out for yourself. Uh, leave us some comments below. Hit us up on our Facebook page and stuff. Let us know uh, what you think about it. What's your? Have you, do you have any stories of yourself? Have you been there? If you have, please tell us. We'd like to hear yeah, those. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, leave us some stuff on our email, uh, the Horror Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. I finally got that down. I love it. Get it up. Guys, we're putting so much stuff out. We're we're really pushing hard on this stuff, and we got a lot of big things planned, a lot of things coming. We always say it's at the end of the show, so I'm not going to go too much into it. Um, Keep supporting us. We love you guys. Uh, Facebook page is fucking blowing up. Yeah, man. Thank you guys, for real. Thank you so much. Thanks for the support. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. We love a horror fam. Keep on building that family up, guys. A lot of good stuff to come. So uh, that's going to be into this one. And um, as always, until next time, keep keep it it creepy. creepy.